The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. McEwen University has been given the nod for a promising idea on how to combat liquor store theft in Edmonton. You'll remember earlier this year, we talked about it on this show, that the Edmonton Police Foundation and Canada's largest private sector liquor retailer, Alcana, teamed up in hopes of finding a solution. And, and, and you might ask why. Well, you'll remember that thefts from liquor stores in Edmonton saw a 300% increase from 2018 to 2019. In fact, in 2019, the Edmonton Police Service says officers responded to almost 10,000, almost 10,000 theft of liquor calls across the city, which works out to about 26 a day. So a team from the McEwen University Social Innovation Institute got to work on an idea, and yesterday they were named the winner. Rhea Kacharu joins us this afternoon. She's part of that winning team. Rhea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, well, I want to thank you for taking the time this afternoon. So first off, tell me about uh, McEwen University's Social Innovation Institute. What is it? What, what, what goes on there? Sure. Um, we try to make connections across McEwen campus and within the broader community, um, create collaborations and develop capacity for positive social change, both locally, regionally and globally. Um, we are active in trying to pursue solutions to urban wellness issues by offering opportunities to learn and practice skills. All right. Very cool. So when when you heard about this, uh, this challenge that was that was put out there from uh, Alcan and the Edmonton Police Foundation and uh, the team said, OK, what can we do here? Where did you look at first? I guess you have to look at kind of some root causes. And and when you do that, what did you find? Exactly. Um, So we took a really human-centered approach to learning about the liquor store theft crisis, thinking about the problem from the perspectives of those involved, including the police, thieves, store employees, customers, and the purchasers of the stolen alcohol. Um, Mm. We looked at the problem as a whole system and as part of other systems to identify intervention points that might be effective. And we found that the part that we wanted to focus on um, for intervention was the was where we could deter theft at the point of resale. Um, So we were targeting thieves who were stealing liquor so that they can resell or exchange it, and that often happens as part of organized crime. We thought if the resale of liquor could be cut off, then the thieves won't be as effective in reselling and theft will decrease. So with that resale uh, area, Rhea, what did you find out? Where is it going to? Is it going to to, to bars, underground clubs, that sort of thing? Yeah, we did some interviews with people. Um, We learned from people within the city, and we learned that there are um, some places in Edmonton that are buying stolen liquor. Um, And so that's where we really wanted to focus our attention to kind of break down that organized crime cycle. Okay, so when you figured that out and said, okay, this is where we where we want to focus in on, then then what was the next step? I mean, you can do you put little monitors on on bottles everywhere and and they they go off when they've been resold when they've been sold to a to a to another place? How does it, you know what does your plan? How does it work? Yeah, kind of. Um, we proposed a three-pronged <laughs> approach um, to kind of disrupt the resale of stolen liquor. Uh, the first was bait bottles. The second was this tip line reward. And the third was an awareness building marketing campaign. So for the bait bottles, we said that they should be positioned in liquor stores so that police are able to track the purchasers of stolen liquor. 
um, and then and then also at the same time have a tip line reward so that um, people that have information um, can kind of call in and, and the police can get a little bit more intel about where the stolen liquor is going. And then alongside that, we also said that um, there should be a high-profile awareness campaign that can change the behavior of the purchasers by causing them to kind of be scared of being exposed and prosecuted. Hmm, interesting stuff. Okay, so the three-prong apo- approach, the bait bottle, the tip line, and, and advertisement. So when you found out that uh, this idea, that your idea was the winner, must have been uh, a little bit cause for celebration at the, at the school? Yeah, definitely. We were we were all really pleased that kind of these, you know, we talk a lot about, like you said, root causes, human-centered design, looking at the system. And so we were like really excited that these processes that we used for other things um, were applicable to this challenge as well. <laughs> so where do you think it goes next? Um, so we are working with Alcana and EPS uh, to kind of run a field trial. Um, so Alcana has a project manager that will support that, and Heather Braid uh, from McEwen University is going to be the project lead that kind of mm. helps um, run with that. The Alcana is already starting to look at what bait bottles um, can be used for, and then we'll be working with them uh, to help with that awareness campaign. Okay, so I know it has to undergo some, yeah, some field trials and the results have to meet the criteria set out in the challenge before, um, you know, can be officially declared the winner from what I'm told. And that's when you get that $250,000 grand prize. How do we know, you know, what's the plan for the field trials uh, on this, Roya? How long would that go on for? Um, It's starting in the fall um, based on kind of the results that we get back in the first few months. We'll assess um, it's really kind of up to Alcana and EPS to see um, how long that goes on for, but they're really excited to get it started as soon as possible. I guess. I guess so. And it was pretty cool. Over 220 submissions from around the world. Did you get an opportunity or have you heard about any of those submissions and were you impressed by any of them or did you get to see them at all? No, we didn't get to see any of them actually. Um, they kind of wanted to to maintain the privacy of other people in their submissions. Yeah, yeah. But it would be really interesting to learn about what other people uh, submitted as well. Yeah, absolutely. I just think it's going to be really cool to see how this uh, how this unfolds and, and see how it works. I mean, did you even know before this? I mean, unless you, you heard about it in the news that the problem was so bad in Edmonton? No, no, we had no idea. Um, <laughs> we kind of got an email from our director one day that said, hey, there's a, there's a problem in Edmonton and I think we can help solve it. And so <laughs> we did a bit of a deep dive into some research and, and, and we had no idea. We actually drove out to some of the liquor stores that were hot spots and took yeah. pictures and looked at and looked at what was common between them and those kinds of things but yeah no idea about how the scope of this problem before that well interesting well here's hoping that this uh, this concept will will help that challenge and and certainly help uh, those stores and certainly help those employees who work in those stores who've had to deal with this on an ongoing basis uh, over the, especially over the past couple of years Rhea, thanks for joining me this afternoon congratulations to you and your team thank you so much yeah, you betcha. Rhea Catchcrew from uh, the McEwen University Social Innovation Institute. But yeah, crazy. You remember when police were talking about this, eh? a 300% increase in the number of liquor store robberies from 2018 to uh, 2019. And, you know, I think you know, it got to the point where people were just walking in and then walking out. And it... Uh, 
Well, I'll tell you, I, I remember having texts from a couple of parents uh, from kids who who uh, who work in those stores. And, and uh, you know, one dad was really worried about his daughter. You know, what if, what happens? And said, you know, we need to do something and have to come up with something. So uh, this one, interesting, eh? When you start looking at kind of root causes, um, this one looking at the point of resale. So looking at those restaurants, bars, and nightclubs that, that buy the stolen liquor and then resell it. Huh, interesting stuff.